Welcome to TRS, Your Retirement in Focus. On today's podcast, we will take a trip down memory lane with some info from a couple of our From the Vault episodes. First, we will highlight House Bill 385. If you will recall, HB 385 was introduced in July of 2022 to permit public school systems to employ highly qualified teachers in subjects of high need throughout the state of Georgia. Retirees who have been retired for at least one year and have completed 30 years of service upon their retirement are able to return to a TRS-covered employer in a full-time capacity and continue to receive their retirement benefit. For TRS's purposes, full-time means working in a position at least 50% or more of the work hours for the month in a permanent position. There are no salary limitations and TRS contributions are not withdrawn from the retiree's benefit. This opportunity is currently set to expire in 2026, so if you are interested and would like more information, please visit our website at www.trsga.com and search HB385 using the search tool or get in touch with your local RISA to find out which positions are available in your area. In addition to covering HB 385, this episode will revisit information on the retirement application process from January of 2022. TRS's Member Services Operations Manager, Carlos Marshall, and TRS's Director of Communications and Outreach, Winston Buckley, will reiterate this subject matter. We believe this is especially helpful during this time of year that many of our members realize their retirement dreams. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Let's start with refreshing our listeners with information and talk about resources for our members. There are several places that a member can find resources to learn about their TRS benefit. The Member's Guide is one of the best resources that they can use, which is located on our website. And also the website itself has the information that's in the Member's Guide, but in a more expanded format. In the website as well, there are several sections that are there for our new members, our pre-retirees, our retirees, and employers. Our website is going to be the best resource for you to find the information at any time to plan for your retirement benefit. Understood. Well, you know, Winston, I know that social media is just taking over. Everybody's on social media. Can you tell us currently what social media platforms does TRS have and how have they been accepted by those we serve? Well, we have a number of social media platforms that we use. Facebook is by far the most popular one that we have. We have currently, and this is January of 2022. So for those of you that may be listening in the future, we have a little over 10,000 members that are on that platform. Also, we have YouTube, which is our, our second best contender as far as social media goes. And that's where we house a lot of our on-demand content, such as our presentations and different aspects about the retirement benefit itself. We also use Twitter and LinkedIn is geared more towards the employers. We're listening to another platform, which is the podcast. So members can come back here to review information that we may have covered in a pre-retirement session or a counseling session, just so that they can get a clearer understanding of how the benefit works. So again, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, 
and LinkedIn. And we've been getting a lot of activity. People post their questions there as well. And sometimes members engage who have been a little further in the process. Sometimes they give tips and we're there also to answer questions. I know we're all busy. We totally understand that. And most people just don't have the time to come to a pre-retirement counseling session, or they might not be able to come to the Atlanta office or make an office. But having that on-demand content, you can listen to a podcast while you're driving home, or you can put on YouTube and watch the video while you're cooking dinner. So those things have been a, a very good resource for our members, and that is continuing to grow at a very rapid pace. Excellent. Excellent. Well stated, Winston. Now, in today's climate, what do I do if I want to meet with someone to discuss my retirement benefit? So there are several options. If anyone is within five years of retirement eligibility, they can meet with a counselor through our outreach events. So we have planners and our, you can call them counselors as well, but they go throughout the state of Georgia. There may be an event that's either in your county or somewhere that's near you. So you can check our events calendar to see where we're going to be. But there are also other options for the Atlanta and the Macon office. So if you're within two years of retirement eligibility, you can come and sit down with a planner at one of those offices. We know everybody doesn't enjoy our Metro Atlanta traffic. You know, we have some of the best traffic in the nation. Uh, but <laughs> if you prefer not to, to drive up to the Atlanta Metro, we do have the, the Macon office, our satellite office there, and you get the same service that you would get either at an outreach event or if you were to come to the Atlanta office. So those are three options for in-person counseling sessions. Now, if you don't want to do that, if, if you just can't physically get to us, then we also have virtual sessions. We provide sessions via WebEx, FaceTime, and also by telephone. We try to make it as convenient as possible for you to meet with one of our counselors or planners to make sure that you get the information you need to successfully plan your retirement. Excellent. Doing all we can to get the information to our members that they need. Now, Winston, I know that TRS holds several virtual and in-person events all over the state for the benefit of our membership. Can you tell us about TRS's upcoming events? Sure. We have, just as you said, virtual and in-person events. If you, again, are within the five years, you can go to our events calendar, you can log into your account, and you can sign in. And from there, you can register for an appointment for an individual session or for a pre-retirement or mid-career group session. And those, again, are in the Atlanta office. We don't have the presentations in the making office, but we do have the counselor sessions in the making office. But you can go on that events calendar, whether you are looking for a virtual or in-person event. Those virtual events, we do those Every week, sometimes we do on a monthly basis, such as a mid-career presentation, and that is for anybody that's outside of that five years of eligibility. But that events calendar is going to be your best place to find out where we are and what events we have coming up. Occasionally, we have events on Facebook and YouTube that we live stream, but we try to, again, make it as convenient as possible for people to access our information. And the Facebook and the YouTube has been a great hit recently. Got it. Well, you know, the Super Bowl is coming up pretty soon. And, <laughs> and from my personal experience, there are not many things that compare to the spectacle of it all, or at least so I've been told. But even greater than that is nothing like being there based on some of the feedback I've seen online from people who actually have done it. Now, with that in mind, I know that our online content 
is fine. It's great. It provides all that our members need. But where exactly can our members see a live presentation? Well, there are several places that a member can go to see us in person. And that's throughout the state of Georgia. You can look on our events calendar again and see where we're going to be in your area. Or you can come to the Atlanta office if you're within two years of retirement eligibility. We know that the virtual is great. We know our Gen Z's and our millennials, they love to interact online primarily. But for those of us that prefer that face-to-face contact, we know nothing beats face-to-face contact. And from the studies that I've seen, even though we have all these different platforms, which are excellent and they get the job done, there's just nothing like face-to-face. You know, Everett, I've been to a doctor's appointment one time and it was a virtual appointment. And I did leave with all the information that I needed from that session. But there was just something that I felt like it was just a little bit missing. So I still scheduled mm-hmm. an in-person session so that that doctor can really get a feel for what I had going on. So I understand that. And there's different strokes for different folks. Everybody has their preferences. So if the virtual just isn't doing it for you, we still like to provide those in-person sessions throughout the state. That's a great example and great comparison. And I, I'm with you on that. All due to this pandemic we're still in the midst of yeah virtual doctor's appointments who would have ever thought it would be possible (laughs) and what about presentations covering other retirement planning subjects such as social security i remember one of our interviewees miss Rhonda lasky she asked about that particularly can you enlighten us there yes yes we understand that the trs is the cornerstone of the retirement planning for our retirees so we know that we provide a benefit that people can depend on However, there are so many different aspects to retirement planning. A lot of those are financial, but some of those are outside of the financial realm, such as planning for your estate, your family, and other things. So what we do is we partner with vendors to cover topics such as Social Security, estate planning, post-retirement issues, financial literacy, and more. So we want to help provide a rounded retirement planning experience for our members. Obviously, we can't cover everything, but we do hire subject matter experts to come in and talk about those things, especially with Social Security. A lot of our members are expecting Social Security either from themselves or from a spousal benefit. The government pension offset and the windfall elimination provision comes up quite a bit, and we are not the experts in that. So it's uh, best to get an expert to talk about things like that. So we provide those during our half-day seminars, which we do about four times throughout the year. And often we will record some of those presentations and post it on our YouTube and Facebook channels for a period of time for members who may have missed a portion of it or weren't able to attend. They can see that content on demand for a period after those events. Now, Winston, if a member or prospective retiree looked on the calendar and didn't see an event near them, but wanted to see someone in person, what could or should they do? A member can request an event for their county or for their system. And there's an event suggestion link that's under the events tab on our website. So you just click that link and submit the form and that'll come directly to our division. Also, you can suggest that your employer contact us. They have an employer event request form, and that comes directly to us. If there's something out there that you see that's just a little too far away from you, but you feel like it'll be really convenient if we could come to your area, then let your employer know 
let us know through that form and we can get that out to you. For employers, again, you can use that event request form or a lot of employers just like to give us a call. So yes, again, different strokes for different folks. Some people like to email. Some people like to use the request forms. And you can always give us a call if you have or know your employer services rep. They can route the call over to us and let us know that you're looking to have something done in your area. Okay, here's a hypothetical situation for you. Now, if I was someone who worked in an HR department, how could I assist with advertising the TRS events that we would host? From the managers in the outreach division, you'll receive some advertisements that you can send through email to your employees so you can blast it out to your staff just to make sure that they're aware of the event. So that's one of the best ways to reach your employees after you've already set up an event with us. So we ask that you send that out a couple of times, maybe a few times as your event is coming up, just so that they can be aware of what's going on. We know that stuff gets lost in email and I get so many emails, but uh, there are some that I've seen multiple times and I'm like, let me just take a look at this and see what this is. We understand that people are getting a lot of emails and it just may get buried down in there. So that's a good way. We know that some employers have taken those flyers and they've printed them out and posted them in places where they know that their employees are going to frequent, let's say it's by a mailbox uh, that employees come to, to get mail from them. They, they may put that there or if it's in the HR department or the payroll department. We want to make sure that we reach your employees, especially if there's a demand for an event there. So if you're taking the time to host an event, a TRS event, we want to make sure that that event fills up. And we're here to help as well. We know that you're busy with a number of things that you're trying to do, managing all the duties of payroll and HR. If an event is not filling up, we can also advertise directly to your staff and your faculty as well. Then so let's switch gears here Carlos, for a June, July, or August retirement, when should the retirement application be turned in? Every, any member that is trying to retire in June can submit the application as early as January, but they must have it submitted to us by the end of March. If you move into a July retirement, they could submit as early as February, but no later than the end of April. And then if a member is trying to retire in August, they can submit it as early as March, but they must have the paperwork to us no later than the end of May. So, Carlos, what should a member do if they have sick leave balances from several TRS-covered employers? If any members have sick leave from previous employers, first of all, they have to go and download the sick leave certification form, and they can find that form on our website at trsga.com. They must send that form to the previous employers, and if they would like to have a copy for themselves, they must request that at the time because the normal process is for the employee to send it directly back to us. Well, when should a member or a prospective retiree, for that matter, when should they make their service purchases? Any service purchases must be done before they retire, because once they retire, they cannot make any purchases at that point. So it must be done before they retire. Understood. Well, here's a hypothetical. What if I wanted to get an idea of how much airtime would cost me? What should I do? For airtime, you have to get the cost to purchase the airtime service. And that is actually the full cost. And that is basically going to be the amount that the present value is looking for the future lifetime benefit. Calculate that full actual cost for retirement service 
involves many different variables. We have to look at things like age, the salary, the years of service, the mortality rate, even look at the interest rate and the future salary increases. Now, each of these variables will have an impact on that cost. And what we look at is based on the member's current average to high salaries for 30 year full retirement, we calculate that. And then we look at what the difference is. Now, the member can purchase up to three years of airtime. That's the maximum amount. So the member will receive that specific dollar amount that we calculated for that TRS benefit with the extra amount that is established. So basically, we're going to look at what the purchase would be with that airtime and without it. And then the member is then required to pay the difference in the two amounts. That's the way we have to come up with the airtime cost. That's good stuff right there. Well, you know, that kind of leads us right into the next question, Carlos, and that is this. How should I go about getting a benefit estimate? Okay, there are several different ways you can get a benefit estimate. The benefit estimate, within five years of retirement, a member may request that benefit estimate either via their TRS account or they can give us a call at the call center to make that request. A few things you want to keep in mind when trying to make that request. A member must give us the anticipated date of retirement. They must tell us their last date of work. Also, they want to include the number of unused sick leave days because that will give us an opportunity to be able to come up with the accurate estimate. Also, there's a special comment section that can give us information if there's anything special that they want to see in the estimate. Understood. Well, one more thing for you, Carlos. As it relates to retirement application deadlines, how should I apply? When a members get ready to apply for retirement, they would log into their TRS account. All of it is online, no paper forms. And once the members logged in, they give all their credentials. They would actually see a tab that says apply for retirement. There are four different sections that the system will prompt you to complete. The member must put in their retirement option. They're going to fill out the beneficiary information. They're going to put in their EFT or banking information. Then they will put in their tax information. They will also be given an opportunity to take a partial lump sum option. Whether they want to do that or not, they indicate it. And then the lastly, the system will ask them what they like to pursue sick leave. The sick leave for their current employer is the only one that's going to show up on their retirement application. Any previous employers will have to be done, like we mentioned before, sent in a paper form. So once all the sections are completed, the member at that point will review all that they have input, and then they click submit. If they like what they have input, at that point, it's going to give them a prompt to tell them documentation they have to send to us. The documentation would be an affidavit of residency form. It's going to be an application page. Then they must provide identification for themselves the primary and secondary beneficiaries. Excellent information, Carlos, and I have no doubt that somebody's going to benefit from that very information. I'm considering working part-time after retirement for a TRS-covered employer. Is there anything I need to be aware of? Yes, Ever, there are some things that pre-retirees should be aware of if they're considering working after retirement in a part-time capacity. One of those things is that they need to take a one-month break after their last date of work, before they start working again as a retiree. They also need to make sure that the employer is aware that they are a TRS retiree. So if they're going to a TRS covered employer to work again, that employer really needs to know that information. So you as employers, if you're thinking of hiring 
people that have retired, you want to verify during that interview process and their application process if they are a TRS retiree or not. That would avoid any compliance issues with TRS and avoid any overpayments that you would have to make for hiring a TRS retiree above a 49% status or outside of that 30-day break. Also, there cannot be any pre-arrangements, written, verbal, or otherwise, before that employment starts. So for those of you that are thinking of retiring this June, July, or August, or any time for that matter, you can't set up any arrangements for work after you retire. That conversation cannot start until you are officially retired as a TRS retiree. Understood. So let's say I've not gotten anything prearranged for after I retire. I've taken my 30 days break and now I'm ready to go to work. So now are there any limitations to the amount of work I can do? Yes, you can work up to what's called 49% of the time for that position. So up to 49%, so less than half time. So anything that's half time or more will be considered full time for TRS. So you can work up to 49% under a TRS covered employer. But you also can work up to three months full time within the fiscal year. And our fiscal year is from July to June. So you can work up to three months full time as long as you return back to that 49% capacity for the rest of the fiscal year. Understood. So that speaks to if I were going to go back to work for a TRS covered employer, what if I wanted to go to work in the private sector for a non TRS covered employer? What then? Okay. Well, if that's the case, then there's no limitation. So if you want to work for a private company, then there's no limitation on the amount of work that you can do. Also, there are systems within Georgia that you can work for that may offer TRS, but they may have an additional retirement plan. So, for example, some employers have TRS and the ORP or the optional retirement plan. In that case, you can work full time under the optional retirement plan or some employers have the ERS, the Employees Retirement System plan. So you can work full time for a state agency, for example, under the ERS plan and still collect your retirement benefit. So you do have some options as a full-time employee and collecting your TRS retirement benefit. Now, if you are contracting with a TRS covered employer or you're working for an entity that contracts with a TRS covered employer, in that case, there may be some limitations. So just want to check with us with that type of employment to see if it's in compliance with the re-retirement rules. Understood. And I, I truly do look forward to the day that I do retire. And I, I have several family members and friends who've done it. Some who've stayed in it. Others have elected to come back to work. So let's say that I am retired. Can I come back to work to a TRS covered employer full time? Yes, you have some options. One option would be to suspend your retirement. You're just stopping your benefit and you're coming back to work full time. But in that case, you're not making any additional contributions to the TRS plan, and therefore you're not adding an additional service towards your retirement benefit. Also in that time period, you're not collecting any cost of living adjustments or COLAs on that retirement benefit. But once you decide to stop working, you'll start collecting your retirement benefit again, and then also your cost of living adjustments will start at that time. So that's if you suspend your retirement benefit. You also can unretire, so to speak. So you can stop your retirement, come back as an active member and contribute to the TRS plan. In that case, you're paying 
your contributions, just like an active member before you retire. You're not collecting any retirement benefit and you have to work at least four months. So after four months in a full time capacity, you can re-retire. If you worked at least two years after you've unretired, then you do have some additional options. And we won't go into too much detail about that today. Definitely reach out to us as far as what your options are if you have worked more than two years. But some of those options include even if you work just the four months, you can change your beneficiaries and you can even change the option once you re-retire. So we will recalculate your benefit at that time based on that additional service that you have accrued after you retired the first time. And then you will have a new benefit based on your re-retirement date. Are there any final recommendations that you have for our listeners today? How about you, Carlos? Well, yes, I do want to mention the process of getting a benefit estimate. That's one of the things that members will, will request at times. And we talked about the application process, but I also just want to make sure that know that members that are within five years of retirement may request a benefit estimate. Once they place that estimate request and then they give us the anticipated date of retirement, and that's really important because a member wants to know what that benefit looks like before they actually apply for retirement. So just doing a benefit estimate if they're within five years of retirement would be helpful. Understood. How about you, Winston? Any last thoughts for our listeners today? Yes, Carlos touched on a number of those. So just want to reiterate not to wait until it's time to retire to plan for that. Most of our events are geared towards those that are within those five years of retirement. And Carlos uh, was in the communications division for a number of years. And we've done a lot of those events together, the ones that I talked about earlier. So he's very familiar with all these things that we covered today. But we've both seen cases where people have waited until the last minute and they've gotten shocked either for uh, in a positive way or in a not so positive way. So you really want to know what you're going to get from TRS, because, again, it's, it's the cornerstone of retirement planning for many of our members. Some other things, just check the beneficiaries, just make sure that that's correct and up to date, even while you're working. And just because you've updated those beneficiaries during open enrollment, that doesn't roll over to TRS. So it's really important to make sure that your beneficiaries are accurate and up to date. We do have a beneficiary video that's on our YouTube channel. So a little shameless plug here. Please go to the YouTube channel and check out the beneficiary video. There are some tips that are there for you to make sure that you have everything in place as far as your beneficiaries are concerned. Carlos already mentioned it, but again, that benefit estimate calculator that's on our website, please use that so that you know what you're going to get when you retire. And lastly, I would recommend for those topics that we don't cover, go directly to the resource. So for Social Security, you can go to their website. There's the Department of Community Health if you're under the state health benefit plan insurance. There's the Board of Regents health plan if you anticipate getting your health insurance from there. And also meet with the custodians of your supplemental investment plan. So if you have a 401k, a 403b, a 457 or IRA or a similar type of account, you want to make sure that you meet with them as well so that you're planning to see how that will supplement your retirement benefit. So those are just some of the things that I could think of. We can go on and on about <laughs> what a, a member should look at, but we are here for you all. 
we try to provide as much information as possible. And if there's something that you don't see, you can always let us know through those event suggestion forms. Excellent, sir. Well, Winston, Carlos, thank you again for sharing your time and expertise with us today. I personally appreciate it. And on behalf of our listenership, I'm sure they appreciate it as well. Thank you also for joining us today. As always, we appreciate your listenership. If you would like to reach out to us here at the show, our email address is podcast at trsga.com. That's podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at trsga.com. We would love to hear your comments, questions, or even your suggestions. And by all means, tell a friend or a family member about our podcast. So long for now, but join us next time for TRS, Your Retirement in Focus. <laughs>